And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, it can be difficult to journey against the spirit and feelings of loneliness. Somewhere in the back of our thoughts is this idea, rather a lie actually, that we are not worth or worthy to have someone be close to us the way that we so desire it to be. The bigger problem is that because we are people and there are people all around us, we long for that high level of connection. Yes, pets can be awesome. I love, love, love my dogs, most of the time anyway. But I need something deeper, something even more profound than my best human friend can give me. And this is where the hymn has tremendous power. What a friend we have in Jesus. Next, (laughs) how funny. Do we really think that God is going to Part the Red Sea just so that we can walk on dry ground? Do we really think that God is going to bring a miracle into our situation? Yuck, yuck, yuck. But he asks us, is anything too hard for the Lord? And finally, twisted leaders and twisted communicators, twisted influencers and twisted teachers. And God knows each one of them and uses them for his purposes. Let's remember that before we freak out. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving. Nice. Living. Very nice. And prevailing. Even better. Politics, entertainment, and current events. And yes, we are going to do that. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and... So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. Cool. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you do that, when you call us, you're going to be talking to... Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D, that is like giving up something for someone only to have something better than come along. 
Right? That is great stuff. Here is the bottom line. See, I've only done that one time. Dude. I did really, really good. I'm really trying to do better. If you have a praise report, if you have a prayer request, if you have something you want to share, a question, a comment, a thought, if you're just trying to, you know, have a soundboard in, in thinking things through or thinking things out, it's all okie dokie. We don't mind. The idea here is to encourage and strengthen and bless one another as we see the day and the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer. And we look forward to it. We wish it would happen before I finish this sentence. And we also recognize that until he comes, we have him helping us from on high, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, and he has given us one another to bless one another and to strengthen one another. Oh, by the way, he wants us to know things, things in his word, such as true or false. In the desert, John the Baptist used to eat wild honey and locusts. Locusts, true or false? If you think you know the answer, you can call us, 972-445-0770. You can also text in, 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. We're talking about Johnny B. People are like, I get offended when you say Johnny B. Well, love is not easily offended, so get over it. Uh <laughs> It's like the best response. I tell you, I got to get a bumper sticker that just says, I'm offended that you're offended. I just have to get that. Just like, I'm offended that you're offended. Then nobody can say anything. It's like, there you go. Uh, anyhow, uh, true or false, straightforward, uh, in the desert, Johnny, Johnny the Baptist, Johnny B. Johnny the Baptist, Johnny the B, the Baptist, used to eat wild honey and locusts. Is that true or false? 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. Somebody is ready to answer the trivia question, so we will give them that opportunity. I can do this all day without taking a breath. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, uh, this is not a doctor, but uh, I can answer. You, this you is know, Dr. No. This is Dr. No? <laughs> because I'm not a doctor. So, I see. Uh, so you're Dr. Dr. No. no. Very James Bondish of you, don't you think? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, okay, my be, before my phone do its thing, uh, the answer is the, uh, the first Baptist, John. Say that again? The first Baptist. The first the Baptist John. John, and he, true or false, he ate wild honey and locusts. Yeah, that was uh, a, John, a John, the Baptist. That is correct, Amigo! It's true. And Al wants everybody to know he also had a Whataburger every once in a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> What a burger! Okay, yeah, okay. We're we're this is this is the crew. You might as well just get used to it, right? We're all on the well, bus. May, maybe locust burger, <laughs> locust, a locust <laughs> a burger. burger, like like a mana burger, mana bagels, yeah. right? <laughs> cool, that's true. With yeah. a honey mustard, huh? Yeah, don't forget honey mustard. Yep. Love it, love it. Honey mustard and locust. Uh, honey right. mustard and locust. Cool. <laughs> Good job, hey, brother. Uh, How are uh, you? Shabbat shalom as well. And as well. please pray for an uh, encouragement for me. Okay. Feeling kind of bluesy, bluesy? Uh, yeah, I had a little rough night. Okay. Yeah, just 
I'm not just feeling discouraged. Okay, let's pray. I mean, that's just straight on. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We're not even, Lord, we know you. You are fantastic. You are awesome. And the problem, Lord, is that sometimes we go through stuff and our feelings get the best of us. And they do. Because we're not always where we need to be. So I'm asking for my brother Samson that you would help him push past the feelings of the blue and step into the presence of that comes from you, that he can have a restoration of joy and gladness, first and foremost, that he's saved, and also that there's no circumstance that he goes through that's beyond you. You're with him, you love him, you're committed to him, and he does not have to be afraid and does not have to be discouraged. He can choose to not be beaten down Put his feet upon a rock and put a new song in his heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Amen, my brother. Love you in the Lord. Right, God bless and have a blessed weekend. You too. Bye-bye. All right, there's your brother, Samson. So you guys know what to pray. He's been going through a tough time. You'd be praying for him. You think, well, how do you know who you're supposed to pray for? It's, it's actually it's not as difficult as you think. So in the story about the good, you know, the the Good Samaritan story and so so, that guy was brought into the Good Samaritan. He was brought into his universe. Okay, just how it is. He was going down the path, and then there was the guy. Okay, so whoever God brings in your path, there it is. That's just like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's, you know, I mean, it's hard for me to pray for somebody that I've never heard of, have no knowledge of, somewhere else doing something. It's like, I don't, what are you talking But somebody that's been brought into my universe? Okay. That's how you know. All right. All right. Let me get into this text. It's a really wonderful text. Uh, John chapter 10, verse 1 through 3. I love Fridays because everybody knows. And, and, and I know, I, I know that uh, you know, you want everything to be perfect. wants everything to be perfect. Let me explain something to you. On this side, that is not going to happen. In fact, we'll just skip this. Let me go into this. I want to make sure you understand this. This is superbly important. My wife and I were uh, in this conversation one time, and she said something to me was more. It was more <laughs> powerful than she realized. And you know what she said to me? She said, well, the truth is you're never going to be that ha that happy that you're looking for until you're just with the Lord. And I was like, uh oh And see, not not that I can't have uh, elements of joy. Of course I can. And and moments are I, I can have a, uh, a stream of joy and elements of happiness. Of course I can. But what I want is that first million years in the presence of the Lord just worshiping. It's like, I'm never going to be, it's never, it's, I'm never going to get that here. And so you, you go through this journey, and I understand that, that you know, there, there are ups and downs, and Jesus promised uh, abundant life, not just abundantly good, so let's at least say what he says and not add words to it. This life is not going to be perfect because this life is tainted by sin. The earth is tainted by sin. Nature is tainted by sin. People are tainted by sin. Systems are tainted by sins. Governments are tainted by, tainted by sin. It's all sinful. This is why our citizenship is in heaven. This is why eternity is what's before our hearts. This is why we are 
pulled in our heart heavenly, heavenwards, towards the heavenlies, because that's where our home is. And you want to know why? Because that's where the creator is. And that's all we want. We just want to hang out with our creator. We just want to get it. I mean, I hate to use this illustration, so don't get mad at me, okay? Just, just you know, but when I come home, okay, when I come home, do you know what happens when I pull into my garage? I'm just going to tell you right now. If you're my neighbor, which is a decent amount of space away, you can hear my dog barking for just a, and I don't mean barking like once or twice, about 500 times. In fact, Noel's just like, get in the door so he stops barking kind of thing, right? He's so happy to just see me and be with me. It's just like, yeah, that's so good. That's, that's, that's what we want. I just want to see him and be with him, right? All right. Take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. We happen to be people who are able to, you know, go with the Lord, while the flow is going, while the river is going, while the joy is going, and then something comes in the way like a pebble, <laughs> like a pebble, and then we trip and we're like, ay, 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 and we don't know what we're doing. Here's the key. You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to be this superhuman beyond capacity exactly like Jesus in everything you say or do in each moment. That's not happening. The David Spoon Experience. It's incredible, and it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple. And there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media. And on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section. And it's free. You can also send an email to davidspoonmedia at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. 
or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable, but it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We have another blistering show going on, just like just halfway through. I don't know. Just right through it. All right, here we go. This is a tougher trivia question, okay? So I'm telling you, this one and the next one. And then the last one's easier, okay? So I'm giving you kind of a little heads up, okay? All right. Now, here's the trivia question. Food was set before this visitor, but he said, I will not eat. Until I have told you what I have to say. Who was the visitor? No! That's a good one. Who was the visitor? 972-445-0770 is your opportunity to call. Uh, 214-210-8483 is your text. And then david at hemusincrease.org is your uh, email. Who was the visitor? That's a pretty good one right there. In the meantime, guess what I have? (laughs) One-liners. So, You ready for the one-liners? Okay, here you go. I don't know how many we're doing yet. We've got to see how these go. But you got to really tell me what you think about them, okay? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. Where did Jesus go to get something to eat? Where did Jesus go to get something to eat? Ready? Mount Olive. Mount (laughs) Olive. you pick that up that is hilarious that's funny that's funny all right uh what is a court's favorite book in the bible a court like a court you know like a court judges see because it's judges Say okay <laughs> what <laughs> these are the songs are funnier than the jokes what did the doctor now you have to understand what we're saying here what did the doctor tell the child allow me to take a luke see because luke was a doctor (laughs) what is a mathematician's favorite bible book numbers see oh dear god no (laughs) you are on target today i'm loving it uh uh, let's not do that one. That's not a good one. Uh, how do we find, where do we find evidence that Jesus egged people in the Bible? When he said, take my yoke upon you. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay. <laughs> what did pirates call Noah's boat? The Ark. What's finally, what's a miracle that can be done by a complainer? What's a miracle that can be done by a complainer turning anything into a wine? No, that's not going to do it. Okay. Very good. (laughs) You're starting to have some fun on this, aren't you? That was fun. All right. We had a good time on that one. All right. (laughs) 
was pretty funny, I gotta say. Uh, he egged people, take my yoke. Uh, food that was set before this visitor, but he said, I will not eat until I have, t- uh, have, to, have told you what I have to say. Who was the visitor? The answer is in Genesis. So I'm going to move people out of there thinking, wait, I thought it was this. Nope, it's in Genesis. If you think you know, 972-445-0770, for text. David at he must org is the email. I want to do this teaching. This is a now this is for you and for me and for all of us who are believers. Okay. I was gonna do the other one, but I'm gonna do this one. This is a really good one because I have a problem with this and I do this. So I'm gonna confess that. So somebody's gonna call him, give him a chance to answer. Then I'm gonna confess that I do what I'm going to teach that we shouldn't be doing, but I do this. You know what I'm saying? So you have to just bear with me because I sometimes I do it well and sometimes not so well. We ready? Yeah. This is a previous caller, one of our good brothers. Is it okay if he answers this one again? Or? Uh, yeah, he's just got to answer it, though, because we're in and out. So we'll go ahead and do the, he can answer it again. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. This is David. Yeah, this is uh, Samson. Uh, no doctor. Okay. The, the doctor, okay, no. The answer is... Samuel. Ah, no, wait, wait, wait. It's, 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 it's somebody's servant. It's, it's, it's somebody's servant. Food was set before the visitor, and he will not eat until I have told you, I will not eat until I told you what I had to say. Whose servant was it? Oh, uh, Abraham? Yes, correct, there you go. Oh, okay. There you go. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Good job, bud. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. So this this text, I'm just telling you, I have a problem with this, not for any other reason other than I do this. So, I mean, I'm telling you, and don't say, oh, I never did. You do this, too. I mean, so many people do this, right? Genesis 18, 13 through 14. When the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, will I really have a child now that I'm old? Verse 14, is anything too hard for the Lord? Here's the catch. You all know that text very well. You've heard that text. That's not the problem. The problem is that oftentimes we act like Sarah. We'll say under our breath. Remember, she didn't shout this from the mountaintops. Really? Is God going to do this miraculous work? Really? Sometimes we need a miracle. And the situation requires that only by a miracle can we get through it or get by it or get to it or whatever the case may be. Some There are some circumstances where the Lord allows that to happen so that there is no other solution but to let it go and entrust it into God's hands. But when we reach these certain points inside of you, and I'm not talking about what you're telling people right next to you. I'm not talking about what I would tell Noel. I'm not talking about what I'd say to my brother. I'm not talking about what I'd say to anybody else. I'm talking about inside of me when that little thing goes, really? You're going to do that? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. That little that little thing. And the question is, is anything too hard for the Lord? Now, the answer is no. But what some of us get stuck in is that, will God do it for me? That's where you get stuck. So I'm going to help you answer that question. 
if he wasn't going to do it for you, why did he put it in the book? In other words, if he doesn't want you to understand it or you to be a part of any of it, then why would he tell you? He might as well just keep it away from you. But in truth, the Lord has it in the word of God so that you and I will see it. And instead of having the Sarah attitude, and by the way, Abraham laughed first. I know you guys, we don't talk about that a lot, but in Genesis 17, Abraham laughed. But she laughed and was really doubting, whereas it might have been Abraham's laugh might have been more like, you know, here we go again kind of attitude. The idea is to understand that whatever you're going through, listen, I, I empathize in a bazillion ways and I sympathize in some ways depending on what it is. And I understand that you don't think you're worthy to have God do a miracle because I don't think that either. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm worth that. But we're wrong. And the scripture wants us to know it. So the way that you defeat a lie, do you know how to, you know how you defeat a lie? With the truth. Sanctify them in thy truth, thy word is truth. And the word of God is present for us to be aware that God will not just do this for one, but for all. And you say, well, how do you know that's even true? Because Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. That's how. And it's like, oh, well, that's kind of an open door then, isn't it? Yes. But some of us are stuck in the lie, not worth it, not worthy of it. Oh, I know, Dave, but I've been praying about this for 20 years. And, you know, here's my—you're not going to like my response. I've been praying for certain people to get saved for 44 years or 43 years. I'll pray until I can pray no more, until there's nothing left in me or I am not left. You have to. I have to. We have to. Put aside the really and step into the mustard seed that says, move this mountain, move this thing. And to think that God wouldn't do it for you, that should tell you something about what you think of yourself and what you think God thinks of you. And my strongest advice to you and to me, hey, let's get lined up with what God says, not with how we feel. Because what he says is more accurate than how we feel. Okay? All right. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Here we go. Let me give you an update on Easton Scott. A lot of tough stuff that my daughter and my son-in-law have been going through. Uh, I did send an email out. I don't know if, Julie, if you got the email or not. I did. send it out to everybody. So he was going through 20 and 30 seizures per episode, and they've got that down to a dramatically less amount. But the sad news is that from a medical point of view— uh, Easton does not, it does not appear as, according to the doctors, that he will be able to speak or will be able to care for himself. Oh. And so what the result of that is, is that Julianne and Jared, my son-in-law and my daughter, have recognized that God has put them in a position to be the best parents, to love Easton Scott with all that they can and give them the best life that they can. 
But while that's going on, they're not going to stop believing that something can change. And the doctors even said... This is territory we don't even know. Right, because this, this is a problem that not very many people have had. So Very few. Everybody is different. Yeah, and, they're, and they're, they have like 230 total cases in the world that they have records on, which is like, so they're like, we don't know. Right. And it's like, so I, I just want to read this one thing my daughter wrote. It's a fantastic. She wrote this, uh, you know, it's not easy to sit there and write a Facebook post that tells all the things you've been going through. And so I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read the last paragraph because I thought that was really significant. She wrote, scientifically, Easton does not have much of a chance. His best case scenario is he may possibly be able to walk and say three to five words one day, but God can help him. He's not afraid of impossible odds, and if Easton is healed one day, there will be no question as to where it comes from. It will not be because of therapy. It will not be because of medication or diet. It will be because of God's undeniable healing power so in the meantime we choose to raise a hallelujah and trust in god ladies and gentlemen that is faith now the the idea that it's going to be simple and everything's going to be great and they're trying to make pie in the sky that doesn't exist at all if you read this and and i think wonder julie can attest to it she tells you this is ugly this, right. this is a not a good situation. It's going to change our lives. He's never going to be able to be unattended. It doesn't look good. And, you know, as a parent, you're heartbroken. They have two other children. They don't want to have any loss in their communication with their kids, but they're going to have to give extra attention. They were going to have a fourth child. They're not sure they're going to do that now. So you got a lot of things in play. But what you can't deny is that my I, I will take I won't take credit, but I'll stand in there as a grandparent and as a parent and say, what a fantastic position of faith that my daughter has grown into. She has made the determination that she will do the best that she can as a human being to give this child the best life she can, and she will not quit hoping. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. We're getting ready for our next trivia question. Another tough one. So now on this one, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving a little more room. Okay. Did you hear what I said? Giving a little more room. Okay. Okay. So, so you don't have to be as well, you know, little, very, very little, little wiggle room. Who did Paul remind were once greedy, drunkards, slanderers, and swindlers? Who did he remind that? Who did he remind that to? Uh, you can either go in general or specific geographical. Uh, Joanne and Cordelia, bam! That is a phenomenal job on the Pow Pow. Uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody calling in. So uh, that's uh, I think that's a very big kindness for people to call and give you guys a break. <laughs> Then you don't have to just hear me ramble. Ramble, ramble. Ready? All right. Send them all through. 
Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Will Rogers. Hi, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm good. I was a little uh, challenged on that last question. <laughs> Which? Oh. The, the one prior? Yeah, the one about the servant, the servant of Abraham? Yeah. That's a tough one. That, I told you that was going to be a tough one because people are like, uh, 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 and we don't think about that when he when he went in there and said, yeah, I'm not sitting down until I tell you what's going on. That's like, wow, that's a good one. All right, my brother, this this one, I'm giving a little room, so I'm telling you you can give me the generalization or the geography. It's okay. Who did Paul remind were once greedy, drunkards, swindlers, and slanderers? And such were some of you. That is correct. That is exactly right. So the, I, be, I believe it was written to the believers in Corinth. That is correct again. You are on it again. You get a, he gets a double. It was the people at Corinth, such as ye. And so right by it, I decided to write this note. I just put church people. Yep. <laughs> Because people don't think it's like, no, no, that that's us. That's us right there. Excellent job. Well, you are just you are just really bringing a strong game when you call in. I really appreciate it. Great job. So I want to tell you, on those one-liners, Yes. one about Jesus feeding and take my yoke upon you, yes. I'd like to keep egging you on. You'd like to what? Keep egging you on. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Good job. That's a good job, brother. <laughs> Keep egging me on, brother. Take my yoke. <laughs> Excellent work, my friend. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend this weekend. And you too, sir. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, we got great people. We just got great people. That's all. Uh, this, okay. All right, uh, history. Let's do history. 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 All right. Um, okay. The first one has nothing to do with anything in the universe. So I'm going to tell you what it is, and then you just work on it. Okay. All right. The first one is National Llama Day. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't. Even, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, second one's actually quite good. National Pastry Day. Yep. <laughs> the Christmas Card Day. Hmm. Who do you think made that holiday up? Christmas Card Day. Let's think. Hmm. Hmm. Let's think. Hmm. Could it be Christmas card companies? Okay, anyway, that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, 1965 on this day, Charlie Brown Christmas uh, premiered on television. And then this I thought was still pretty cool. 1947 on this day, discovered the first computer bug, Grasshopper, American computer pioneer, U.S. Navy rear admiral. While she was working on a Mark II computer in 1947, her team discovered a moth. Stuck in a relay, causing the computer to malfunction, hence the first computer bug. Get it? See? Every once in a while, right? Every once in a while, it's kind of good. It's kind of good. All right. What else we got to cover? Uh, oh, I got to send you to the website. I knew I forgot something. You know, there's an expression in Yiddish. It's, 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 it's the four questions. It's manish tanah ha'lelah hazeh mikolah 
Uh, and that's the whole thing is like, why should this day be different than any other day? <laughs> we call it the Manishtana. Uh, I'm going to send you the website. Two things. Be in prayer for Noel and I. We're praying about moving closer to the studio. I don't know how that's going to go. We don't know how that's going to go. I'm really actually hoping that this whole discussion is not stressing her out. And then also uh, finances. We need help with the finances just like everybody else does. Uh, but we don't want you to feel guilty. What we want you to do is just have the heart to do it. That's good enough. And uh, at a minimum, please be praying for us. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. What do you think? But setting it too high so that they burn. <laughs> if anybody could have guessed that, they would have won a million something. I don't know what it is, but a million something. You missed it. Oh, well, here we go. All right, uh, let's do this teaching. So I want you to be careful. I'm going to be careful on how I say this. <clears throat> There's... There's too much – watch how I say this. Talk about political. There's too much disrespect and there's too much respect for the offices that people hold. How's that? That's really a nice way to say it, right? Elisha was so mad at the king of Israel, he even said to him, I'm not even – I'm not even – looking at you okay <laughs> they're just like not even not paying attention it's like i'm not looking in your are you speaking can't hear you can't hear you blah 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 so there are times where you recognize that it's not right uh people have often said you know you can you can uh, talk about the person but not the office yes and no i mean look at if somebody's doing something terrible there's not a single person in all of christianity that would think that 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 Adolf Hitler was a good idea in any capacity, and nobody thought that he should be obeyed. And uh, yes, I'm using the Hitler card, so just leave me alone as a Jewish person. But the idea behind it is to understand that offices are important, and people that take these offices, political leadership offices, that's important. But let's not be weird about it, because just because they say something doesn't uh, make them uh, just like untouchable, or you can't comment, or anything like that. Having said that, you should also recognize that God will use people in those offices, even people that you might think are not fit to be in that office. People that you think that person shouldn't be there, this shouldn't be happening. I get that. But listen to this text and then recognize who's in charge, and this will make it a little easier. John eleven forty seven through 51. So the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered the council and said, what are we to do? For this man performs many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. But one of them, Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you understand that it is better for you that one man should die for the people, not that the whole nation should perish. Verse 51. He did not say this of his own accord, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation. 
What I want you to get out of this is that these people were all recognizing that Jesus was doing miracles, okay? Like, whoa, wow, that guy's doing miracles. Everybody's going after him. And they were afraid of being displaced. Unfortunately, in all politics today, everybody's afraid of being displaced. Then Caiaphas, who's the last person that anybody would ever expect to say something that is pro-Jesus, says, you know nothing at all. And then he gives this word about, about Jesus dying for the nation better than the nation to die. Now, he said it because of the office he was in, not his spiritual wisdom. But that's the proof that God uses twisted leaders. See, you can you can not like that. You can think, well, that doesn't seem right, and boy, that negates my vote. I think it's hilarious that people think that democracy uh, exceeds theocracy. I just think that's hysterical because if God decides this will be the leader, this won't be the leader, that be that be it. There's no, there's no, well, we didn't agree. And, and, and as much as I like all the Twitter stuff that's going on, because I think it's rather, I think it's funny personally, just the way it's all going about. But uh, when Elon Musk said the, the, the voice of the people is the voice of God, he's wrong. That's wrong. He's wrong. That's wrong. In fact, exactly the opposite. The Bible says thou shalt not follow a multitude to do evil. So nope. <laughs> That's wrong. It's just all this stuff's wrong. But in this case, in the office, this guy's functioning in the office, Caiaphas, and he prophesies. He didn't prophesy because he was brilliant. He didn't prophesy because he was close to God. He prophesied because he was in the office. And that doesn't mean that everything else he said was brilliant, by the way, because we already know that's not the case. But what I'm trying to do is move the the post to understand that God is in ch- I mean, just look at if God wanted the leaders okay ready if God wanted all the leaders of the world to gather together and do the chicken dance they would <laughs> it's as simple as I can make it if God goes all leaders get together on the stage all the leaders of all the countries and everybody do the chicken dance you would hear that's all you'd see because if that's what God wanted that's what would happen so just stop stop he's got it he's not the Lord's if we're freaking out we're losing our vision on the Lord He's not up there fumbling with his papers. I had that flash drive somewhere. I don't know where it went. God's got it covered, and he's got you covered, and he's got me covered. Relax and enjoy the ride. All right? Okay. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. 
no outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Not wanting to miss a moment. Talking about the moment with Kurt Warner. Everything looks like you shouldn't go forward. You know, you can't take another step. You know, Peter, you can't step onto water. You just can't do it. Well, we've got to step towards that faith, and we've got to trust God that he's got something awesome for us. And uh, there's no question that that's an underlying theme uh, in this show and in all of our lives is that we've got to step out in faith if we ever want to be what God's called us to be. The David Spoon Experience. Sometimes Sometimes Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I just don't know how it goes that fast. We got one segment left. It's like, wow. Huh? Yeah. Um, okay. Where are we at? What am I doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Poor D. Oh, by the way, I'm just telling you up ahead of time, D. I'm telling you live on the air. We're going to be – the podcast one company is uh, ending, so you get an email telling you how to load up on the new podcast company. But that will be next week. Okay. I just didn't feel like waiting around to tell them. <laughs> All right. Who had seven sons who took turns holding feasts in their home and then invited their three sisters to eat and drink with them? Who had set? Now you guys should. Everybody should know this. In fact, Joy, Joy Ann and Al. I don't know how you can get at the exact same time. I mean, this, I don't know how you do that on a phone. I mean, I've got the multi millisecond exact same time. Al and Joy Ann and Cordelia. Wow. Who had seven sons who took turns holding feasts in their home and invited their three sisters to eat and drink with them. Don't not answer. Everybody's got to answer. Got to answer. 
972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. The only hint I'm going to give you is some people mistake this person for employment. <laughs> See? That's a good hint, right? That's all right. Okay. Okay. That was a really good... <laughs> That's right. So just think of this. Think of this question. Who had seven sons who took turns holding feasts in their home and then invited their three sisters to eat and drink with them? The only reference is it's mistakenly, con- it's mistakenly connected to employment. It must be Friday. Somebody ready? I right, send him on through. I need help. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. You doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm, I can tell I'm getting delirious, though. <laughs> well, just, it's the weekend, you yeah, know. I'm just right there at that point where, like, okay, I'm starting to lose it altogether. All right, so here, <laughs> here is the uh, here's the trivia question: Who had seven sons who took turns holding feasts in their home and then invited their three sisters to eat and drink with them? Uh, Job. That is correct, Amanda. And that's why I gave that hint, the hint being, you know, most people misunderstand it as some form of employment. <laughs> you know, I thought it was job when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I, I thought that's where you that's what you did. Who knew, right? <laughs> right. Excellent job. Okay, well, y'all have a good weekend. Right. God bless. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great, great job. It's always wonderful to hear from her. All right, so uh, don't forget to check out the website. I'm going to do this last teaching. I'm just telling you up ahead of time. Don't forget to check out the website. Uh, you know, there's a lot of videos and audios on there, and you know, we keep doing weird little things. You know, so just uh, it'll make me feel like I'm doing something that has purpose. Okay, great. All right, uh, this last little teaching is super good to go into the weekend with. So just listen. You don't even have to be theological. You don't have to be an expository exegetical, hermeneutical Christian. You can just listen. It's just like just great stuff. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 2. They had not met the Israelites with food and water, but hired Balaam to call a curse on them. But our God turned the curse into a blessing. I want to explain curse and blessing, curses and blessing. To be cursed, now listen to these, these definitions is to be diminished, to be despised, or to become of little account. That's what it is to be cursed. To be diminished, to be despised, to become of little account. So what happens is the enemy of our faith, Satan, uses people and situations, if he can, I should say, or spokespeople to try and diminish us, despise us, or make us of little account. What you see right now happening in the world is Christians are being cursed 
by Satan, by the world system, by demons, and by prophets of Satan, people that are spokespeople, even if they don't even know they're spokespeople for Satan. It doesn't even matter, okay? So that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to diminish you. The enemy wants you to be despised. The enemy wants you to become of little account. Now let's establish where God is and what blessing is, okay? The word blessing, now listen to the different definitions, means a treaty for peace, a gift, prosperity, favor, happy, and fortunate. Yep, all those words actually are part of the definition of blessing. So while the enemy wants you to be diminished and despised, God is looking for you to have peace, gifts, prosperity, favor, happiness, and fortune. So there's the two camps. And camp number one are the people that, I mean, you just look at the text. They had not met the Israelites with food and water, but hired Balaam to call a curse on them. That was Balak who would call, try to call a curse on them. But our God turned the curse into a blessing. That doesn't mean that the curse wasn't launched. It just means that it didn't reach what it's destined, it didn't reach its potential. And God turns it. That means that the curse actually has to be somewhat in route, and then it gets turned. Okay, understand? So it would be thinking of this as a, a great illustration would be somebody shoots an arrow at you, okay? You're like, you know, it's like somebody shooting an arrow at a target, and they shoot the arrow, and the arrow's on the way, and then it makes a weird right-hand turn. <laughs> it goes somewhere else. That's what's going on. And the Lord's commitment to us against the enemy is he's going to take that which is sent as a curse against us and turn it into a blessing. Does that mean that God will do it the way you want? No. Does it mean he'll do it in the timing that you want? No. The method and the timing that God used are his alone to determine, not mankind's. The idea is that the result is what is determined to hurt you, God will use to help you. What Satan tried to do with Paul when he was Saul really backfired, didn't it? He tried to destroy the church with Saul, God ended up building the church with Paul. And all he had to do was change one letter from Saul to Paul. It's like, it's just like wow, yeah, that's cool. Here's the thing to catch. It it's a it's why I was praying for patience. It's why I was praying for us to to be, you know, steadfast in our faith. Because it's the same thing that Sergio asked last week. It's a matter of doing the will of God and enduring and maintaining and recognizing that at the proper time we will pro we will reap and there will be the prosperous response. In the in the meantime, we're not supposed to be kvetchy kvetchy. We're not supposed to be mad at God. We're supposed to be trusting. In fact, Isaiah uh, makes it pretty clear, Isaiah 26, 3, that you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because he trusts in thee. There is a peace that goes with us keeping our vision and our focus on the Lord. And what the enemy tries to do is a drag, okay? It's not fun. But what God will do is change that. And our bet, I mean, I, I like to say it this way because people understand it. Our bet is on God. 
Now, I recognize that the other people are betting on the world or betting on, you know, Satan or whatever the case may be. But it's, it goes back to the same thing. If Satan could get out of it, he wouldn't be stuck on earth. But guess what? He's stuck on earth. So the idea behind this is to grasp that God is the winner and you are on the winner's side. And he will bring peace and prosperity, gifting and favor and happiness and fortune and fortunateness, if that's a word, to you. And it will, he will turn that which is designed to hurt you into that which will bless you. Only God can take a curse and make it a blessing. But you are God's kid. And as a parent, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you do that very thing as a parent? Of course you would, but the child needs to trust how the parent does it. Ouch. Thanks. Blessings, because the king wants it so. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 70 and one half hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Just as I am, you reach down and see you. Just my freedom.